1: talent to make this shit up here's kev nash dj killer kev back at it again you can't make this up podcast kev nash dj killer kev sorry for getting this to you late people you know uh things come up right killer
2: yeah i'm still trying to adjust on this uh managing three people you know i got three kids now and one of them needs my undivided attention at five weeks old so oh sunday sunday was a little rough for your boy and you got shitted on right (laughs) <laughs> definitely had my first shitted on experience. My um, uh, Out of three kids, this one finally got me. was changing her diaper. Make sure she didn't have none on the back. You know, sometimes they had them explosions where you got to make sure you got it all. Mm. And uh, she definitely uh, wasn't finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate appreciate that. I I, I Snapchatted it, too, just because it was Uh, a moment. Yeah, I'm glad I skipped that
1: day. (laughs) I skipped that day. But we got a
2: guest in the building today. Yeah, it's one of my favorite guests, too. I listen to this station a lot, actually. So, yeah, Miss Faith Daniels.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. What's happening, Miss Faith? Man, you know, I'm just trying to keep it moving in the right direction. It's tough. But you know what? It's another day.
1: For sure. For those that may not know, this is like my w- at work mom. <laughs> we all work in the same building. We have five radio stations in our building. That's true. And everything like that. And she's like my mom at work. She's
2: always on my case, nagging me, nazi. <laughs> I will Much agree. Like my own mom. I will agree.
3: Shout out to Penny. <laughs> I will agree.
2: And for someone that that doesn't work in the building, the station that she works for, ninety two one W R O U. Yes. That they uh, they play what I would call R and B neo soul. They throw in some they throw in some OJs. You know, Absolutely, they, they, my kind of work music. So, I love it. So I, I love I definitely it. be He's a in. fan. Absolutely. He's a fan. I'm, I listen to it every day at work.
3: Well, I appreciate every that. Day.
1: Faith, how did you get started in the radio
3: biz? Yeah, radio business is a beast, and if you don't um, really stay on your toes, it is a business that will eat you up. It will eat you up and spit you out. No. And would have no hard feelings about it. Um, I was 14. And in my school, there was something called a high school reporter where on Friday mornings you could call the radio station and you could give the rundown of when your varsity was going to play, your JV, and if you had a debate club, the chess team, you know, I would just find stuff to talk about, you know, that really wasn't you know, we planting flowers out front, you know that's not really what you talk about, but I wanted as much airtime as I could possibly get Mm -hmm. so every Friday I would find some extra stuff to throw into this report and then the radio station where I would do that, little station in Louisville called W-L-O-U, 1350. And the guy said, well, you know what? You want to be on the radio so bad for so long. (laughs) um, We're having a DJ for a day contest. Why don't you make a tape and send it in and see what we think. And maybe out of all the people we pick, we might pick you. We might. So I said, that's hot. Yes. So I went literally in our basement and took one of those little bitty black... um, Uh, recorders and Mm -hmm. you push the two buttons down together and I literally talked into this recorder, tape recorder and then I took another boombox and played some music and backsold the song into the other tape recorder. My first air check was done and I sent it in and said I want to be on the radio and they picked me. Came on the radio and I mean, you cannot, I can't tell you it's already crazy nerves because you're on the radio but you're on the morning show Mm -hmm. and so everybody's listening and you're just like freaked out but I held my own and when it was over I was only 14 so I couldn't even drive so I was sitting in the lobby waiting on my daddy to come pick me up and the general manager walked through and asked the receptionist who's the lady that was on this morning (laughs) and she was like that was that little girl right there and he was like how old are you? I said, 14. Cause my voice right now sounds exactly as it did when I was probably like four. Wow. <laughs> my voice has never changed. It's always been like this. And he said, you know, when your dad gets here, see if he'll come in and I'd like to offer you a job. And he came in and my father said, no. And I'm like, are you really? And he, no, the answer was just no. And the rule was, we'll talk to your mom. And if she says, okay, the only way you can do it is if you have all A's no sleeping in class, nothing. The first B you get, it can be on a quiz. You're going to have to quit. Well, I agreed to that thinking I was going to be on the morning show Mm -hmm. or I was going to be, you know, somewhere at a decent time, maybe on the weekends. No, they start you off midnight to six o'clock in the morning. Yes, I heard
1: them overnights, Mm -hmm. overnights, the quiet fire. Yeah, it it was, it was the quiet
3: storm (laughs) and it was mellow moods. It was all of that. And that's how I got my start. And, I tell you what, I spent more I spent most of my paycheck paying people to do my homework so I could keep my job, basically. So that's how I got started. Well, your voice is perfect for that, though. Yeah, it was. It was. And I changed my name so I would have some anonymity. And in being someone else, it was such a way that I was able to live. And because I could sit right next to you and you not know it was me. And they were talking about this new girl that was on the radio and they was talking about how smooth she was, how fly she was. So the more they talked about it, the less I talked about it. Mm-hmm. So only me and two other people knew that was it was actually me because I'm with y'all all the other time. So you don't suspect it's me because right. y'all in the bed listening to me. Mm-hmm. So it really got, you know, a wonderful way for me to really spread my wings without thinking people would judge me because they had no clue it was me
1: right the beauty of radio yeah absolutely right. why do you think it is for females in radio they get in it because they love to be their personality and be themselves yeah. and for guys it's more you want they, chicks
3: no you want women no
1: because <laughs> the? it's they love the music and oh they, is that why y'all were, get in they were former wannabe rappers
3: oh really or former
1: <laughs> trying to be djs and stuff like that why is it do you think that like
3: wow um women we always have a certain tonality to our voice so people always say oh your voice sounds so sexy okay well you could do radio and you can however what we seek to do beyond radio is to really find ourselves that's what it started out for me because i was everybody's friend nobody's girlfriend I was the best friend of everybody. Mm -hmm. Cool house, cool parties in ground pool. And I drove my daddy's Cadillac. (laughs) I mean, I was like that person, but I wasn't very self-sufficient. I wasn't very secure about who I was. So that's why I was always the life of the party because I really wasn't cool with being alone. So being in a radio job, I'm in that room by myself. Mm -hmm. I gotta be okay being by myself Mm -hmm. and I have to make conversation with myself because I don't have a co-host. Women always get into it because they think I'm going to be on the radio. But a lot of women, I won't say I didn't start out that way, but a lot of women have a face and a body for radio to the average person. They're not very appealing. So when they get on the radio, you can fall in love with their voice. Mm -hmm. And then when you see them, it's like the, or either it's like, so what? She bad on the radio. You got <laughs> you're going to make a choice right there. Yeah. But we give an opportunity for us to make you love us before you see us. And that's one of the reasons why I changed my name when I got on it first, because I wanted really for you to love what I do, my craft and not who I am or what I look like. And it grows for us. Guys, it's a little bit different because every guy wants to get on the mic and rock the party. Yes, sir. At every party, there's always one guy that comes up and wants to get on the mic and rock the party. Well, what a lot of people don't know about me is I've DJed since I was 14. My brothers were DJs and they broke me in by having to carry record crates. And the deal was if I carried these crates, I would get a set. Well, a set back then on them big old 78 records, man, I could play for 15, 20 minutes. But I learned the hard way what it meant to be a female DJ. And I came up in the 80s. I graduated high school in 87. So wanting to be a female DJ in 87, I didn't want to be a rapper. I had a voice to be a rapper, but I wanted to be the DJ because
1: I could have been somebody. I
3: could have been somebody. But where I was, the discrimination was so heavy that if you wanted to get on them tables, they wanted to stand right behind you literally right behind your behind be ready to save you ready to save <laughs> the know? night but it's not that they wanted to save the night they wanted to stand right behind you because they were literally feeling you behind Cushy so it, it, literally or they would tell you all right I'm going to put you on I'm going to put you on but my man going to get on first okay well his man get on first well if I got my people here and I'm ready to rock, I done, my mind is ready my hands are ready and then you tell me let me holler at you Okay, no, because what the holler at you means, what do you want to do to get on these tables? Mm. So I decided at that point, I don't want to club DJ no more because if it's full of back rooms and bathrooms and come here, let me holler at you. And you don't have my money at the end of the night. I don't want to do that. I'm going to work in a situation where I can control it. I can control this room. I can control what you do to me and what you say to me and how you touch me um, in my surroundings, where a lot of females don't believe your talent is good enough that you don't have to take that road. And I never took that road. Um, There are sometimes you look back and you're like, man, I could probably be some different places if I had, you know, talked to some different people in some different ways. Mm hmm. Been a little bit more available after the show, after the after party. But my integrity at some point came to I'm a preacher's kid and they say we're the worst ones. We're the worst ones. But we also understand tomorrow comes. And when tomorrow comes, comes the realization, either I'm going to have a career or a wet ass. Which one is going (laughs) to mean the most to me? And that's my career.
1: Absolutely. I want to transition a little bit. You are the program director. Yes. Of a big time radio station, especially in Dayton, Ohio. Um, for people that may not know, it had a former owner. I yes. know Kev grew up with this radio hey, station. Hey, I know
2: all about it. Heritage. I can probably say what you're about to say. Go it's ahead, heritage. Brother. Let me try. Let me see if I see if I can do this. So, I'll, of course, I can't get this detail, but they had another owner. Yeah. And at that time, they were playing strictly what I call 40 and up music.
3: Yeah, old school.
2: It was it was old school. It was jillies. You know, for the dating people, it was, yeah. it, it was something of Jilly's that
3: nature. Jillies on the air.
2: And then all of a sudden, <laughs> From a fan standpoint, you started hearing Robin Thicke. Mm-hmm. You started hearing Tank. You started hearing other music where you're just like,
3: hold on now. Right.
2: They playing something that I, you know, used to listen to at 11 at night on the radio. That's you know, what's up. So then it changed over, and now it is what it is today.
3: Yeah, as the program director, um, when I took this seat, it was a little bit of a shake-up. You know, it was a little rocky for me, um, just simply because as a woman taking the seat after a man— I felt like I needed to put my fingerprints on the station. Not a complete change, but I needed to put my fingerprints. This station is geared for women 25 to 54, and the station just wasn't programmed that way. And I'm a woman. I'm 47. So I sit right in the middle of that 25 to 54. And she could be a white woman, black woman, Latina. It doesn't matter. But as a woman, I know what I feel like in the middle of the day. I know what I feel like about midday. I know what I feel like on that ride home. So when I program the station, I always think about it not only from a woman's point of view, but I think about it from a man riding with a woman's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going to make him want to reach for that? You better put your hand down. So, you know, so I just contemplate honestly what, do I think about as a woman, and what does a man think about while he's riding with a woman? And then the other concept that I use is something that's real easy. If you walk down the hallway of a wedding, um, a wedding reception hall, and say there are four different rooms: a black lady's getting married, a white lady's getting married, a Latina is getting married, and even a lady of Oriental descent is getting married. What are you going to hear in all four of those rooms at some point during that time? You're going to hear Michael Jackson, MJ. You're going to hear Mariah Carey. Yeah. You're going to hear Montel Jordan. You're going to hear some of the things that you grew up on. But you're also going to hear like a Robin Thicke, which is new school, southern, blue-eyed soul. But the key is to have your finger on the pulse of that woman so that if all four of them are sitting in a cubicle together, every 15 minutes, one of them is going to hear a song they know the words to. Nobody else thought about it that way. So you'd be like, I'm about to go to sleep. This music is too slow and it's old that's not how I feel. That's not how I get down. Right, so right. that's the way I program the station.
1: It's uh, art to program in a station, right? Yes, it is. Yes, but it is. You just can't play hit record after hit record. You got to switch it up Ebb a and flow.
3: Bit. It's ebb and flow. It's like an ocean. So when the waves come in, the waves go out. So I play things that you may be like, ah. I've seen you in my studio. You sang the mint condition. You know all the words, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then it's some stuff. What do I do when you? Try co- to quiz I boy. try to quiz you because there's some things that is somebody in the back of the office somewhere, and I play something. You're like, now that was my jam. <laughs> so it's my way of touching everybody with something. If I give you a hundred thousand hits in a row. The repetition that you're going to get is going to drive you away. It's going to be too much of the same thing too often. Mm -hmm. So I take the top 200 records, top 200 records in the nation, and I give them to you. And I spoon feed it to you so you don't get it all at one time. So that's why we have the highest TSL in this market. That's time spent listening. The number one station in this market for it, no matter what the format, I'm number one. Every single book, because if you leave me, you come back and then you come back and you bring friends. And then if you <laughs> put that on in the car, you don't want to buy change it because your song might be coming up. So it is an art. And it's one that I've learned. I was I didn't have that innate ability. I wasn't born with just knowing um, I envy DJs like Killer Kev, you know, they can rock a set in a club. They don't have a written playlist. They just go in and they rocking with something and something clicks. And I'm just going to put that next to that. And I'm going to blend that. And then I don't have that when I'm rocking in the club. I do not, mm-hmm. but on the air when I'm programming the music in my music suite, I know this is going to flow well next to this, and then I'm gonna rock with this. It is. It is something that you have to learn, like you have to mix on turntables. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of practice. You gotta match beats per minute, and in doing Believe that, me. it does not come easy.
1: <laughs> I am in that struggle. As we you'll start.
3: hear those beats in your head, <laughs> and then you'll be riding with somebody, and you'll think, okay, okay, that'll go with that. All right, then I, okay. And then you make a middle note. But that's what I do with music. I hear stuff on the radio that I have programmed. It sounded good in my office. And then when I hear it, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do that again. I so, didn't groove with that.
2: So as a program director, you get full control over what uh, what out of those top 200
3: are played? I do. Um, I work with a music consultant that is so liberal. Um, and I, when I say he's liberal, he trusts my gut. There are some songs that are doing burning up the chart. I said, but Dayton is not rocking with that. And Mm -hmm. I am an order taker. And most people, most PDs will never admit to that. I'm an order taker. If it's something that's on the chart, it's not really going really fast to the top, but my phones are blazing and you tell me you want to hear it, I'm playing it. And the reason I'm playing it is because if you don't get it from me, you're going to get to an electronic source and Mm -hmm. you're going to get it from somewhere. I'm giving you what you want. Mm -hmm. So when people say, I requested that and you played it, Right, cause that's my job. <laughs> I mean, you've heard stations where they ask for a request, you call and give them a request, and you never hear your song. Yeah. That's not me. That's yeah. definitely not me. Cause I used to be that thirteen-year-old on the other end of the phone. Yeah. I want to hear <sighs> Midnight Star, <laughs> no parking on the dance floor, and then you never hear
2: your song. You don't <laughs> wait it all night. It's not right. Cause that's that's funny you say that. Cause I was that kid. I was the kid that like when I would call into the radio. And it would start ringing. All of a sudden, like, my Ooh, heart start beating. Oh, your heart, heart would beat fast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got a yes. shot. Yes. Your heart shot. beats There's fast. The happens. adrenaline then begins they say to flow. Like, you know, back then, it was yes. still 19.1, but it was a different format. 19.1, and I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, trying to spit it out. Can you play high five? Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Kissing game. Yeah.
2: like That's it, right. That was just that moment for me growing up. So
3: Yeah, that moment is for so many young people <laughs> yeah. that... You know, and and your life never forgets those. And my heart still beats fast when I walk into the studio. My heart still beats fast. My first break of every show, when I hit that button, Kevin can be standing in the studio with me mid-conversation. And what I tell you, give me 10 seconds. And I will jump in. And for our younger talent, they'll be like, how do you do that? It's a lot of practice. This didn't just, I didn't just come out being fly. You just don't. <laughs> yeah. You do things, you have to practice those things and you have to that switch. There has to be a switch from just chit-chatting and talking to when you go into 92.1 WROU Dayton's RNV leader. There is a switch and that switch that I engage is one that says, "I'm about to give you exactly what you came to this portion of the dial for, and I can't short you." Yeah. I can't do it. And a lot of people think, "Well, you just in a room all day by yourself." yes I am yes I am and I may have multiple personalities because of it but Kevin comes through though
1: yeah talk about being a program director of a heritage station because I know that's like a total different responsibility it is being responsible for a radio station is one thing but a heritage radio station especially in a market such as Dayton Who's owner still lives in town. Yes, and listens and
3: listens. Um, I've had an opportunity to meet her. And um, one of the things that I wanted to do as and this is going to sound real pigeonholed, but this is how I feel. One of the things that I wanted to do as a woman and a black woman taking the seat from a black woman who owned a heritage station, that station should not reflect me. Personally, Mm -hmm. it should not. What it should do is embrace the heritage that was already built and that was already constructed, that the community fell in love with. And it is simply my job to keep pushing that ball up the hill. That's all. I'm just a player in this game. So when people say, well, why don't you do this and you should put your own intro in there and you should do this. This is not my station. This is the community's station. So everything. That's it. And that's one of the things funny. You should mention that Um, our previous consultant had moved us away from U Ninety two. It was W.R.O.U. Ninety two point one. No mention of U 92. But whenever I would get a listener Mm -hmm. or a winner on the line, who made you a winner today? U 92. But then he would make me tell them to change it to 92.1. And my whole point to him was, you're going against the grain. You are going against the grain. You are swimming upstream. This is something that has been ingrained in them that they love. Why do you keep telling them it's wrong? It's not. We're still and forever will be U-92. So we need to go back to being U-92, give the station back to the people and not the people who want to, quote unquote, run it. It's That's the way it's got to be. So that's why when you hear on our station, we're Ohio's U-92. Mm-hmm. It's because I felt like it's always been U-92. So it's my job to not only facilitate a wonderful radio experience but to protect the heritage that was put in place well before me and it's like the oath of a doctor to do no harm to always leave it better than how you found it always and that's what i strive to do every day
1: killing you grew up with that radio station, man
2: yes yes <laughs> i did like the the fly city festivals, yes and the, you know just just going to anything that the radio station was doing you know like somewhere on Gettysburg having a car wash and exactly you know, was, they were just out and about and you and you would be around them and then some of the people that work for the station you would, you know you grew up with you know had some of the DJs that's you know, right worked for the station coming up you know now I, me being a DJ it's like oh yeah I forgot you was Wayne Woods how know? crazy <laughs> is oh, that oh, I forgot you know I forgot you you know so it's like you get to really have those moments with them like man and then, it's funny you say that. I, I was going through old tapes in my mom's house,
3: cassette. And I yes, found sir. tapes. Did you of ever have a cassette, Kevin? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: And He's I found tapes of me recording the radio, yes. recording songs. Yeah. And I recorded when Wayne Woods was like bringing in or coming out of a song. Uh huh. And at that time, we was helping open up this club, and I'm like listen to this I recorded on my phone and played it for and it was Isn't like crazy it's funny how that went you know full circle so Very but it, but it
3: changes your life and yeah. that's really my whole that is really the whole reason I stay in radio today it's certainly not for the money I stay in radio because I make a difference in people's lives there's no two ways about it this year is my 34th year in radio and I've spent blessed in Cincinnati 18 years in one market that's unheard of most people you get two years here three years there Six months here, lay on the beach. And when I say lay on the beach, that means you're out of work, right. you know, for three or four years. And then somebody pulls your card and like, hey, I used to work with this girl. I was very blessed not to have to go through that. Anytime I left radio, it was because I was either going to go and have a baby and take the time to raise that baby for a little while before I came back to the game or I made a career decision, but I always kept a part time job in radio because you always make a difference in somebody's life. It can be in the moment where they're just sitting there in the car and they're just by themselves and you play a song. Not necessarily me, but I played that song (laughs) and it changes their day or you do what I do. The motivational moments, leave one of them out there and then somebody calls you and says, like, I enrolled in school. I went back to school because you told me that it's never too late to fix what I left off doing And that's the only reason I stay because radio as it is now is completely different than it was before. For many years, they told us nobody's really interested in you, the personality, Mm -hmm. because the music music is the star. So that means you push buttons Time and temperature, get out of the way. Let the music do its thing. We are now turning the corner where Alpha Media is doing a phenomenal job with us, allowing us to be live and local, allowing you to see more of our personalities and allowing you to let us really spread our wings and do what we know how to do. And our ratings reflect that. Our ratings reflect that. You've got two um, of the top five radio stations in one building. That's unheard of. And they are both run by individuals who get it, who just get it. And when you, if I get it and you let me do it, we're winning. Just that simple.
2: Yeah. That is the name of the game. One question I have for you too. Um, I've seen you, you know, when I go to a concert and so-and-so, I see you hosting like, mm-hmm. you know, Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I've, I've seen that numerous times. And I wonder how you kind of, took the extra credit in that lane from radio to kind of getting involved with that or is that all is that a package deal it's
3: not usually a package deal Uh, It's not. Um, usually what happens is people get to know you promoters come in they're placing their buy they like what you sound like on the radio but everybody that sounds great on the radio doesn't make for a great host in a 40,000 seat stadium or on you know the stage in front of a group of people Um, I'm a preacher's kid so a lot of people It is. It is. I come from a background of being able to work a crowd, being able to stretch, being able to do whatever it takes Mm. to engage that audience. So when people ask you to host things, I have to give you two things. One, let me do me. I have no puppet strings. So let me do me other than the things that you want me to read or sponsors. I need to make sure I mention things like that. Let me do me. And if they agree to that, which is usually a kind of okay, thing, because you're going to get pretty much what you get on the radio. But when we're in a relaxed state and we're on a stage and people are having cocktails and they out having a good time, it's my job to engage you and to pump you up and get you ready for whoever this artist is that's going to come. But bear in mind, you didn't come to see me. And some people get it wrong and they stay too long. Right. They do too much. Mm. And then people are like, we ain't never having them back.
2: They, they want to dot that eye real dark. Real dark.
3: <laughs> you know, and I've learned a lot of that as a lesson. For the Paul Brown Stadium Cincinnati Music Festival, this is my 16th year hosting that. And it's about relationships. Yeah. It really is. I hosted that stage even when I had decided not to be on radio. And I would work with the festival. But when you're on the stage, I wear contacts and glasses and I make it my business. Whatever your insecurities are, play to those when you have huge audiences like that. So what I try not to do is wear them both. So contacts, I can't see past the second row. If I have my contacts and my glasses on, I can see the whole stadium. Mm -mm. That will do two (laughs) things for you. Um, there are some ladies they're not gonna rock with you no matter what you say no matter yeah. what you do no matter what you Stank have on
2: look just because
3: and they will fold their <laughs> arms and lean back like impress me or entertain me even now 34 years in the business That still gets to me. It just does. So if I can't see you do that, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. So when you see me a lot of time, like, I know she wore glasses. Yes, but I don't wear them on the stage. Then there are certain people that I don't care where I am. They will follow you. They will go. And they're in them first five rows and you can hear them. That juices you up to make sure you can do your absolute best because you drove an hour. Cause I'm hosting. It's like, I like to believe you did. You probably came to the show, but (laughs) it's that feeling that you get. But hosting is something that is a complete different chapter in radio because there are a lot of radio personalities that we are extroverts in that room, but you take us into a public situation. I've had talent that I have nurtured and I've thought I cultivated and almost have to get them off the back of my shoe because they won't Fly. They won't go. Like, why we got to go over there? Cause that's where the people are. Yeah. Well, you know, and the people are talking to them, and they look like a deer in headlights. You got to be a talent in this room and outside of this room. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. And you got to be able to sell yourself yep. as that talent because nobody's gonna come looking for you.
1: That's a fact.
2: It's very similar to DJing. Yes. I mean, I just posted a video of the wedding I did this past weekend. There's always that one person in the room that. Is expecting this DJ to <laughs> not be playing what he want to hear. That's you know, right. He's, he's in his sixties. He had his niece wedding. Not mm-hmm. looking forward to the music tonight. That's right. You know, and I'm making my goal. I'm gonna get him out his chair. Yes,
3: he gonna have at least
2: one. Life. So if I got a Commodore Zoom, you on up. Oh, <laughs> or whatever, I, whatever I got to do, I'm gonna I'm get. I'm gonna find what something that I you love came it. for. So it's very similar in that regard absolutely
3: but it's a it's its own thing I'm so proud of what Kevin has developed into since I've been here I have not worked with Kevin personally in a hosting vein but I've seen him come into his own you know he's really grown up right before my eyes and it makes me feel a lot older but it also gives (laughs) me confidence (laughs) Well, I'm almost fifty, but it also gives me confidence that there is another generation that gets it. Not just I'm the cool dude on the radio. Come talk to me. Come stand by me at this live broadcast and take a selfie. He gets it from the Check aspect. My likes, yes, here. yes. See what's up. And if it's, and if it's not enough likes, you have to delete it. You have to take that picture down. I've done that. Yeah, it's,
1: it's definitely like I said before, Killer, You know this. I, I'm not the most outgoing person, but. I find myself when I'm doing live remotes to make sure I'm mm-hmm. going over to people, talking to them. Yeah. Like I could talk to anybody on a one-on-one, right. but like Faith was saying, with that stage, uh-huh. yeah. with that Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah, I'm a, uh, that's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be a little while before i to be able to hit that stage. Right. Like, I'm not gonna front, man. That's yeah. a lot of people. That's a lot of pressure. It is. But, Faith, we appreciate you falling through. We know you got them kids to feed. Man, listen. Taking them to Hothead, <laughs> taking them to the shoe store. You know,
3: and that's a big deal, being a mom and having kids that understand what you do now in radio. Um, and I've been able to cultivate them into smaller careers by getting them to understand whatever you ask me for, you need to go along with me to see what it is that I have to do to get this money for and you to you have. don't mind putting them to work either. I don't mind. I don't mind. Every <laughs> year at the festival for the last three years, they have had stage passes. They have worked so that they understand none of this is easy and it's not free. I mean, there have been times when I'm literally sick Literally sick. Yeah. And my daughter's like, Well, daddy said I don't, he don't think you should go. I've already signed a contract. Mm-hmm. Tell him I'll be downstairs. And the thing that you have to do is you got to pull it together and get it done. And when they see you pull it together, when the worst moment they saw you in, and in an hour, you what everybody needs right now. You, and you do it for two hours straight. And then you get back in the car and lean your seat back and hope <laughs> you can keep your lunch down to get home. They have a greater respect for what your profession is. And it's not just, she just talk on the radio all day.
2: Let me get them tickets, mom. Let me get them tickets.
3: <laughs> Let me go. Love Let me get up. them tickets. Let me go. Hook my friends up. You know, <laughs> Thank you, Faye. Thanks for having me. This, yeah, this was this, so this was refreshing. Dope. I think a lot
2: of our listeners, for our Podcast is really gonna understand that you know, like like me, they grew up with this station. Yeah. You know, they've been a part of it. They're at work on Monday trying to figure it out. Yeah, you know, they don't really hear the other side of Miss Faith Daniels And so why we do what we curtain. do, yeah. behind
3: the curtain, yeah, I'm excited in the to magic listen to room, in the gym. I'm excited <laughs> I'm to recap
2: room. this one. Yeah,
1: well, man. thank you guys yeah. for
3: having me. Show when Appreciate y'all talk it. about some more black people stuff, invite me back because I'm black. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: we we gonna get down with that. We oh, about yeah. to actually about to talk about uh, DMX having his fifteenth kid.
3: Okay, I just had one question where that is concerned. He had a child with someone.
1: Someone. Where did he
3: find her? No, this last one though. Where did he find her? Because I can't imagine you haven't seen this train wreck walking around town before you got down with him. I I, give him one more. He gets gets another one. I don't understand. I I, I don't understand because I mean, even on my worst day, I couldn't. I'm sorry. The dog, you yeah, know, you know, and if he gave me that, I'm like, yeah, uh, no, I don't know. I'm sorry, yeah, I can't. Ain't, it ain't yeah, two thousand no more. Fifteen,
2: 15 kids, bro. Mm, I got three in my head
3: spinning. <laughs> you know, and his kids are, are still little though. Yeah, wait till you start eight, seven and five weeks. Wait till you start the uh, the the carpool. Mm. from basketball practice to volleyball practice to football practice to training to them back because if you want your kids to be good you got to put in that extra yeah. they got to go to training after they come from practice just like you
2: was talking about them coming to see how it works that you is gotta, correct you got to help them put that work in you better in too. put that
3: work in and you got to <laughs> feed them they keep wanting to eat every day <laughs> <laughs> I think that's disrespectful oh we didn't talk about that I'm taking this that's, that's alright all right. that's okay that's all right. I'm congratulations I'm, thank you yeah, so Marconi much light. Look at have, just, um, just look it
2: up yo been nominated for um, yeah.
3: Media market personality of the year. A Marconi Award is like the Emmy for television. It's like a Grammy for music. And I never in my life, and that's real, that's on everything. I'm not even being funny. Never in my life did I think I would be nominated, much less nominated working in Dayton. Because people just don't look for you Mm -hmm. in a little town like this. They just don't. Because they also figure, you've been in radio this long. What the hell are you doing in Dayton, Ohio? If you if you about yours, if right, you killing yeah. it, if you knocking it out the box, why are you not in a major market? Why are you not? Well, I have a mother with dementia, in-laws that are in their 90s and children that want to stay close to their grandparents. So I sacrificed my career to stay close to all of them and keep the kids closer to them until they go to college. Then once they go to college, hey, here's every man for themselves. Two finger salute. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be doing radio in the islands. FaceTime if you need me, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even do that. I'm leaving you with your daddy.
2: We appreciate you, Faith. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, Killer. Yeah, man. The dog DMX.
1: Kid number 15. You got three of them.
2: Three girls. Pray for me.
1: What in the world is he doing, bro? Uh, Reckless. Not strapping up, obviously. They give me hope that that age is going to still work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm not even sure what number baby mama this is. I want to say it's like up in there, like around like eight baby mamas with the 15 kids, man. But uh, yeah, that news kids, just broke man. today, man. So Yeah,
2: I, I'm looking at this now and it's just, man, it's 15 kids. Mm. I mean, is he touring that much to pay for them kids? No. <laughs> not 15 of. them, I'm sorry. And not and not to live the celebrity lifestyle.
1: Live I mean, that's lifestyle. why maybe that's why y'all always
2: wearing thermals in that same chain. Man, since since uh the ain't broke don't dropped. fix it. Drop. Yeah. <laughs> when the shop came out the same thermal. Man, so what's <laughs> been up, man? What's been popping with you this week, man? Man, I'm winding down this uh 6 weeks off from work. I'm definitely uh going to miss this uh taking the girls to school in the morning picking them up you know get to be that dad show up in my flip flops with my toes out <laughs> I'm over here you know <laughs> so I've been doing that uh got to play a lot of golf of course bond with this baby you mm. know whether I was wanting to or not you know <laughs> yeah I had a weekend uh my wife had to go out of town for a, a sorority conference so I was this weekend it was daddy daycare Woo. so from Friday at one to Sunday at Five. Oh, man. I was solo dolo.
1: Solo dolo. And you had to
2: DJ over the weekend, too, I had to right? I DJ a wedding, so I had to line up moms who had plans to go to Cleveland I didn't know about, <laughs> but they ended up not doing that just for me, because it wasn't like a like a must-go trip. My stepdad has a son up there. He was about to go just kick it with, but they might do that Labor Day weekend anyway. So he was about to just kind of nix that to help out. So I dropped them off, got this wedding in, picked them right back up. Couldn't even enjoy the drinks at the wedding.
1: Had to be on your best. Behavior. Yeah, I couldn't
2: come back six Patrons in. Like, <laughs> I'm here to get the kids. Like, Hi, right, Mom. And be up with a baby all night. I was like, no.
1: Nope. And you said your oldest daughter is eight, right? Yeah, eight. Man, listen. Everybody knows my brother's six years older than me. My brother was supposed to be watching me at seven, eight years old. Yeah. Him being six years older than me, he was looking for the chicks. <laughs> and my mom's she worked nights. So when mom's left for work at like 830 at nine o'clock when she got to work call, y'all good? All right. I'm about to do this work thing. Y'all be done. Don't be done. He give me that talk like, look, little nigga, (laughs) I'm about to slide out. Cereal, popcorn. Don't eat nothing else. Cereal, popcorn. (laughs) Something go wrong, go next door. And if mommy call... I'm sleep or on the shitter. <laughs> man, I raised myself, dog. At yeah, that age, and right. I'm just
2: thinking like, man. So he was so He was probably about, what, 13, 14? Yeah, exactly. Chasing, chasing the
1: dream. And k- kicking it with my uncle, who was only like two years older than him. Would we'll come pick him up, mm. swoop him up. They out there running around.
2: Damn. I'm just think, I only got, if I'm lucky, six years left of before it gets to that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Before I have a 14 and 13-year-old that I I knew what it was like to be 13 and 14. And now it's so much easier to access things that I was curious about at 13. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, ooh, you see the gray coming in. Yeah, man. It's coming in strong. As long as
1: you always remind
2: any kid that come to the house that you were in the military. Oh, yeah. And you know how to use them
1: weapons and them hands.
2: I was just just talking to the wife about that. I got my uh, basic training picture buddy that thing blown up like 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 one of them uh what the things called on the wall, them, uh life size posters. Yeah, yeah. get life size one of just my face. <laughs> like, they do they tell y'all to look mean in those pictures? No, you, that's just that's the, that's the they do that, like okay, real quick. Nine week basic training for the army. Mm-hmm. Air force do like three days, I don't know, something like that. They shots. Fired. Yeah. <laughs> so uh during those nine weeks. The first two, three, three and a half, maybe even four, they break you down to your lowest point. I was nineteen years old and then within the first week and a half, I call home crying, like mom, why the hell did I join the army? That was that low. No sleep, you sleep deprived, muscle failure all day long, to the point where you can't even do one push up. Like you you're that spent from them what they call smoking you, working you out. Somebody sneeze. You sneezing my formation private? Group of 10. I, uh, it's, it's a video right now on Facebook going around. I think I shared it. It's like, what's it like to be getting in trouble by a drill sergeant? Wow. You can do no right. So you spend those weeks just broken down. Then they build you back up into a quote unquote soldier. So about week two, week three, hey guys, time for your picture. Follow me. So you ain't you been up for 30, 25 hours. Didn't get to eat because somebody was talking in the child hall. So you had to hurry up and eat in 30 seconds. Whatever you ate is what you ate. Like, it was like that. So you really stand there like. <sighs> <Ooh. laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a real face. Man. That's No coaching needed.
1: That's that's nutty, man. That's nutty, though. <laughs> man, listen. We got tons and tons of stuff on the way for the pod, man. You know, a lot of people are coming to town. So yeah. we're trying to make moves, make connections. But we always got to shout out the homie DeMarco, first and foremost, Bars and Beyond. And uh, he dropped a freestyle over the weekend, man.
2: Hashtag So Gone Challenge. Did that So
1: Gone. So we definitely going to tag the so, uh, DeMarco's So Gone Freestyle on the end of our pod. And make sure y'all definitely rock out with the homie DeMarco. Yep. Bars and Beyond, barsandbeyond.com. Tons and tons of information, man. He talks about everything. He talks about sports, talks about relationships. You know what I'm saying? If you out there living that life. Yeah. You get some words of wisdom from the homie DeMarco.
2: Absolutely time to put some faces to the name. So we're gonna get y'all, you know, let let y'all see what he really do. <laughs> see, well, this what and, he this what he came in the game as.
1: Absolutely, man. And I I can honestly say it. his so-gone bars is up there. Yeah. Because you know what? My wife, I think she's watched them all. Like she goes on Warp Star and fifteen minutes of people fucking rapping that shit, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, I'm fucking sick of this." Song. <laughs> like I used to love this song back in the day, right?
2: But not yeah. anymore. <laughs> Man, I was telling the wife, I said I can get this off at like a imagine a black tie Woo! Saturday's Especially now, that one, the song one, made that one, comeback. Yeah, one forty five, two o'clock, just break this out. Couple like that's gonna be. Everybody, like, that, that's a... S- thing about yeah. Black <laughs> already, right, That's one of them songs that I just... Thanks for the L.A.U., people. Like Oh, man, matter of <laughs> fact, let's get a countdown on the Black Tie. I don't know if they get the countdown, because uh, yeah, Kurt be,
1: just posted something about This Black is a good Tide.
2: time to do my, do my commercial, my quarterly commercial. If you're not... If you didn't go to Rice State, it's okay, because I didn't either. This <laughs> event is really for young professionals that mostly went to Rice State or had anything to do, had a good time, had a good night at Rice State. Black Tie Weekend is something you should really come to. Last year was an epic inaugural event. Had um cookouts. You know, it's a weekend of events, white party, you know, Black Tie Gala, you know, a lot of a lot of things. They had a church uh function on Sunday. Uh, they extended an extra day this coming year. So it was July June first to June fourth. Yes. That's sir, Thursday man. to Sunday. I took off Wednesday to Wednesday, just so y'all <laughs> know. Smart I got, man. Got, the, got the whole week off. So um but it's really something to just even come and just reminisce about a good time you had a right state function with people, you know, you're gonna see faces you haven't seen in years. You're gonna see people that you remember and when you see them it puts you right back in that in that moment, like I remember you at Diablos right you know, right there, <laughs> you know, so you, you get to you get to just experience it and everybody's grown, everybody's having a good time, it's, it's really a good event to come to. And most importantly,
1: I'm going to be at the Black Tie Gala this time. Yeah.
2: Hashtag
1: (laughs) do that, man. Hashtag it ain't going to be no weddings that I'm going to be in that week, and I'm going to tell you that. Exactly. We are currently 281 days away from Black Tie. So if you get in the gym, you know what I'm saying, you need to get right. I'm I'm going to tell you all how serious it is. I'm going
2: to tell you how serious it is. I booked a room for two nights (laughs) just because they're about to sell out, and there's nowhere near June. Them rooms is about gone. I hold it two nights just on the to see what the what the schedule of events gonna be and plan out if I need to be closer than than Inglewood. But true that. And if I wanna depending on where they're gonna have the gala at, you know, will we get lucky and it be in the hotel, will we get lucky and it be, you know, close by. It's like do I wanna have to drive across town? So mm-hmm. hold the rooms till I get the schedule of events and then adjust if I need to, so you need a room and you lay bloomer. I might have something for you for the right price. For the right
1: price, man. <laughs> Speaking of working out, man. So <laughs> Yesterday. It was, yeah, Monday was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I started my 5 a.m. workouts. I so st- I went on I day two. I started my
2: Monday, actually.
1: So, uh, you know, I get to the Y at 5 o'clock. Get it in for an hour. Get home. Shower up. Come to work. Now, yesterday, the very first day, as soon as I got home, I got home probably about four thirty, four forty five. I crashed, bro. Oh yeah. Cause it was it was a real workout. Like I, I I got it in and then this morning wasn't as bad, but I'm gonna try my damnedest to keep it going. But my only hesitation is when that temperature drop. When it get cold, boy, and you wrapped up in that good blanket, the heat bumping in the crib.
2: And <laughs> you gotta put on them sweats and that and that pullover uh, and that and that Cincinnati Bengals Scully. What?
3: Yeah. Steelers.
2: Steelers. <laughs> you got to go out Buckeyes, there. Buckeyes. Then we meet to Buckeyes. <laughs> Buckeyes. You got to go out there. Yeah, that's real. Because me. I've been really proud of myself that this is my, you know, I'm a big guy. People know this. This is my 35th time, you know, <laughs> trying to get this into a routine of my life, basically. And what I've done is... Just committed to doing something every day Mm -hmm. not saying i have to go to the gym and hit these weights and do these crunches and walk this track and you know make it where it's like every day that same thing is like go play some golf play with somebody Hey, i'm gonna walk these next couple holes until my back start hurting because i got a bad back but hey i'd rather walk Mm -hmm. get these steps in play some golf do some activity burn some calories than riding around Stuff like that, you know. So it's like just trying to I played tennis for the first time in a year and a half. Surprised myself. I was playing tennis pretty well. I ain't played in a year and a half and <laughs> still had a little bit. So did that and just and I live now close to the gym where I can walk to the gym. So I've walked to the gym, you know, done that before. So it's like just trying to commit to it. And right. and now it's like we really starting to meal prep again, getting these That's lunches, my thing, getting man. these getting these breakfast, lunch, like I bought Man, I probably just spent <laughs> another $200 at Meyers getting, I, I bought probably 10 or 15 of them protein packs. I like to have those in the morning because I'm not really a huge breakfast person, and, I, yeah. and, and I'll eat at 1 o'clock and it'll be my first time eat. you know, and that's not, you know, I got to make sure I get the metabolism going. So I'm trying to do that. Got some fruit. Got a big watermelon just, to, you know, when I get the snack urge, instead of wanting to go to the store and get chips and candy bars and <sighs> It's like, I got to get this fruit, get these 100-calorie packs, you know, whatever I got to do. Uh, I got to make sure I'm around with these three babies. Absolutely. As long man. as I can with God willing.
1: Absolutely, man. You know, and my motivation is online. Big, heavy yeah. stuff, man. You know, you see Kevin Hart out here getting it. Like, he was getting it on his uh, honeymoon. He was yeah. working out on his honeymoon. Like, <laughs> nigga, no, nigga. Yeah.
2: I, saw, <laughs> I saw a story of a guy, I forget what state, he uh, was a 350-pound man. That's about what I weigh. And what he was doing was, he com- he was so committed to a disc go around every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He lived a mile from Walmart. He walked there and back for every meal. So he wow. would walk for breakfast, come back, make his breakfast, eat his breakfast. Got hungry, walk for lunch, go get lunch. Come, you know, he that's how he did it for for a year and in a year's time he lost 100 180 pounds i think it was or 150 pounds somewhere in that range but and he looks in shape you know like he he didn't lose these people lose a lot of weight fast and they got the, the dangly right. skin and you know look still look sloppy like he really looks like he really did this right you know and you think about it for for a year you walking for every meal i'm sure he had a you know a day where he was out and, but for a year committed to well, let's let's be generous. Say ninety percent of your meals for a year. That's mm-hmm. a lot to be walking for. So I commend that man. That was a great story to read. Absolutely, man. Shout out to
1: my homeboy Rob. He actually went to right State with me too, and uh, he lost a hundred pounds. Basically, he started like a year ago. Uh, this August, lost a hundred pounds. Uh, to the date. Uh, you know, not all he said he did, but like cardio two times a day. Like first thing he got up went to the gym hit that stairmaster obviously cleaned up his diet Mm. and then when he got off work hit that stairmaster he said that's he did that for a year and lost 100 pounds that's That's what
2: it's about it comes to the point where you just got to really be like how important is it to you or are you doing this to try to get to vegas in october like like how important is it where you really committed to something and really want this to be a lifestyle like like when one of my good friends miss miss Brittany. You know, she uh, fitness fitness Brittany Michelle. You know, Mm -hmm. y'all know her. She's a Rice State alum. Uh, You know, I remember her when she wasn't into fitness. You know, she was just a pretty skinny girl. So now she's a pretty skinny girl that's toned the hell Mm -hmm. up. You know, and like, but I know when I talk to her a couple times a week, she's always in the gym. Like, she's she goes to the gym and she's committed to that five, six, seven days. I mean, she's there. And it's her in her life. You know, she don't have no kids. She got dogs and cats and that's in the gym. So that's her evening activity. And it's like, that's dope that she's, you know, gotten to a, a sexier, healthier, you know, person Mm -hmm. by just committing to what she wanted to commit to. So, you know, definitely shout her out too,
1: man. It's a commitment, bro. Cause I mean, it's not, you know, I take that back. It's not a commitment because you know what? We commit to what we want to
2: commit. That's exactly it.
1: you know, I commit to buying tennis shoes. I commit to downloading music. I commit to watching a show on Netflix. So my whole thing about it. Commit to watching Power
2: Before Everyone Else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I put that into my mind like, like, all right, man, it's only 24 hours in the day. Like, I want to make sure I'll be able to do this and make sure I'll be able to do that. But the only way I can make sure I hit up the gym is to start earlier. It's like, yo, man, I'm not giving up Power. Sorry yeah, right. I'm not giving up The Walking Dead I'm not giving up Orange is New Black I need to find another Hour in the day Looks like I'm getting Up an hour early
2: <laughs> cause That's that's me I'm I'm getting nervous About it Because we're starting This coming Monday Starting to try that Because again You say In the evenings Straight off of work I gotta pick up my babies mm-hmm. Gotta get home Guess what Everybody's hungry mm-hmm. Gotta figure out dinner Do your homework Gotta make sure Their homework done mm-hmm. Can we go outside And play Uh Sure, go you know, can't leave you here while I go to the gym, go run some go run some of this energy off, so you know you gotta do all that, and it's like eight thirty i'm I'm not trying to go sweat at eight thirty at night like that's I'm a morning person, so it's like the only way I can really really commit to this is that four thirty alarm be to the gym by five, be out of there by seven, get home, I live right by the gym, shower, shave, eat, you know out the door by eight everybody ready. That's what's gonna have to be if I'm really trying to make this a commitment and make this something that's important to me. So it's like because it's
1: what? only twenty four in a day, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is one hundred percent fact. And I mean, and you keep grinding
2: t- off two hours of sleep. It's gonna yeah go. And I that's been this. another
1: thing of mine. Like I've I've I done this, and you know, me and my wife we're like we will, some reason we will always stay up late. There's always a reason. Like we, uh well, let's finish. Let's watch another episode. Oh shit! It's fucking one in the morning. Shit, gotta get up. I've only done that
2: once with twenty four. <laughs> Shout out to Jack Bauer come back on TV
1: or the NBA, <laughs>
2: NBA playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. You know yeah. that's that's yeah.
1: a necessity. And uh I went to the doctor. You know, doing my yearly physical and all that type of stuff, and then like oh, anything wrong? I was like, nah. You know, my allergies. Like I'm kind of tired a lot. He's like, yeah, you got bags under your eyes. And it's like, yeah, I know. It's like, well, how many how much sleep do you get? Do you get you get eight hours of sleep? And it's like, no. It's like, well, Do you doc?
3: <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, well, how many
1: kids do you have? I was like, I don't have any. It's like, well, that's no excuse. I mean, is it just you and your wife? I was like, Yeah. It's like, well, you gotta make sleep a priority. So we've been trying to if we're not sleep, be in the bedroom, relaxing as opposed to in the living room. Messing around on the phone, <laughs> seeing what's up on the ground, seeing what's popping on Twitter, watching a t- TV show.
2: Another beer, honey? Sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We are just, we're just trying to start the wind down phase at like 9.30, so be relaxing in the bedroom by 10, you know, watch some Family Feud. Right. And, all right, 10.30, hit that timer on there, and when the timer go off, like, all right, man, that's it. It's uh, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so that, like, it's trying to get these habits in place because
2: I convince people like that because I can never <laughs> ever do that I've tried it that timer thing for me five moment yeah yeah <laughs> let me not see the, the top 10 on sports center yet it has to come back on. Like, what are you talking about? The top 10. I got to see what happened.
1: Man, <laughs> like, that fucking family feud is so addictive, bro. Like, oh. I, if I don't see the fast money around, like, oh, shit, we, oh, we got to watch another episode, though. I'm sorry. I, got, I yeah. got to see it.
2: But I know people like that that can just turn it off and just like, okay, I, I'm routined out. I got to get to this, you know, tomorrow's a big day. Just yeah, like yesterday absolutely. Was. was. Absolutely. Like <laughs> and
1: that's, that's how I'm really trying to approach this stuff, trying to attack the day. And, and use as much of the day But get that rest that we need You know what I'm saying Because I mean If you don't get sleep man it, The all the working out That you're doing Ain't gonna do you no good If you don't get any rest Some quality the rest And I, and you work out enough You're working out the right way You're gonna be zonked.
2: But I know for a fact Because I've done it And I'm about to do it again Them five Them five o'clock gyms mm-hmm. Jeopardy You're gonna be tapping out <laughs> By Jeopardy You're gonna be like Yo It ain't even that serious no more Like I'll catch eight to four. That's eight hours. Like, <laughs> see ya. Like, it, it gets to the point where that, you know, you had dinner, and then it's like, yo, nothing to do. I got to go to sleep because four o'clock is coming, you know. But when you got get committed to it, it's like, we trying to do stuff with three days a week. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be hard because it's going to be early and then sleeping, sleeping early. So every, every day going to be that harsh wake up, that first, oh, here we go. It's four o'clock. And they're like, I'm trying to get that routine So I might go four or five days And just mm-hmm. keep it early But the wife ain't She ain't a morning person at all so.
1: <laughs> Yeah, man My alarm goes off at 4.30 Hit that good snooze button one time And then the second one goes off And I get up and uh, wifey was She looked at me this morning Shook <laughs> her head Went right back to sleep like Nigga, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah.
2: Me and me and alarms, man. I'm so it's funny when you say this out loud, but it's like you got that alarm set for that first that first snooze. So you hear it, you hurry up and get that snooze because that alarm you set for 12 more minutes is gonna catch you. And then if you're really trying to get up, you might snooze that first one, so it hits you for that round two. But you know, oh, I got nine minutes left. All right, you know. But by that third or fourth snooze, it's like, okay, I'm up now. Turn on TV.
1: <laughs> Gotta get it, man Well, there it is Another one in the book Sorry it took it so long But hey, man Life happens Things come up
2: Yeah, we definitely gonna Make it up for y'all Gonna have y'all call in You know, we definitely gonna Keep y'all in the loop And keep y'all involved with us Because this podcast Is for us, by us So we're we on some fooboo shit Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> We're gonna definitely Definitely return the love back to y'all for, for holding out a day for us.
1: So. Absolutely. Can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. And we going to leave you with them bars by the homie DeMarco. That hashtag so gone joint. I might do one. Oh, You got them bars? I might do one. Uh oh. We'll see.
2: I got to get this mixtape done. <laughs> y'all know I got to do it one time.
0: Check me out, though. Y'all know how I do Yo. Right. Yo, yo, the kids, the harden the hustle, man, they took both. I got game, bro, my playbook dope. But wifey motivate me now, that's why I make the Facebook posts. I got the power like Jay look Ghost. Been gangster in bars, how you turned? Like when Tommy killed Holly, I'm the reason that your mommy feel naughty. The haters like a overweight ex grieving. So I keep the glizzy loaded. I mean loaded like Golden State next season. And Jay latch y'all neck with her own styles She number one flipping words like Simone Biles We so hot the thermometer is trippy The competition is so gone Monica and Missy a piranha, bruh I'm in the same genre It's 50 and stay litty And fresh if I got it, bruh, it's fishy and it's saucy dripping You gon' need a wet floor sign Been a shooter in the post, stretch four time All I do is shine and just elevate the stacks and stay solid You never hear me celebrating rats trying to rise like Illuminati Stars and stick to the code, it's real simple, like little Yachty bars. And any nigga come for me, it's gonna be John Doe. They be searching for his body like Pokemon Go, and that's Trill You feel me? I nominate my baby girl, Bars, Jayla, Swaggin'. Check them out, rest in peace, Mo Beats. Prayers up for my cousin Tone, man. DeMarco, y'all know what it is. Yeah.